You're listening to The Lively Show, episode 249. Welcome to The Lively Show. I'm your host, Jess Lively, and this blogcast is designed to uplift, inspire, and add a little extra intention to your everyday. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you so much, as always, for listening. Today's episode is brought to you by Rent the Runway. For a flat monthly price, you can rent unlimited designer pieces on rotation. You get to pick three pieces at a time and keep them for as long or short as you want. And once you're ready to swap them out for fresh styles, you can do so for free with free shipping and free dry cleaning. And of course, if you fall in love with an item, you can buy it at a major discount. So this is great for anyone that wants to invest in designer pieces without actually having to own them or wants to have great fresh looks without having to keep adding to their wardrobe and adding to the larger amount of possessions they may or may not want to have if you're interested in a more minimalist lifestyle. This is a way for you to kind of look at this as Netflix for your clothing. So if you want to try this and see if you love it as much as I've loved using it while I've been in the States, you can get 25% off your first month if you go over to rentTheRunway.com slash unlimited, and then enter the code lively. Again, that's rentTheRunway.com slash unlimited and enter the code lively. I hope you love using it as much as I do. Now let's move on. Today I am in LA speaking to you as I'm about to start the summit conference. I'm actually very excited, even though I mentioned last week I was a little bit trepidatious or feeling a little bit off about it. I am excited to be coming The lineup of speakers looks incredible. Some of them I've seen earlier this year at other conferences like Esther Perel, where I've interviewed here on The Lively Show like Brene Brown. And there's other exciting speakers that I'm excited to be exposed to for the first time like Wim Hof. So if there is something that comes up from this whole experience at the conference that I feel like could be a good recap or an episode or topic for the show, I'll be sure to share more about it then. But today I want to move on to why I'm really into reading channeled books right now. And also explain a little bit more about what channeling is. Before I dive in, I want to say there's kind of two general concepts. There's channeling and then there's trance channeling. And I want to explain them both so that we can both be on the same page on both of these two subjects. And then I'll share the books that I'm loving that hopefully, if it sounds interesting, you'll check out as well. So first of all, what is channeling? Well, in the broadest sense, channeling is just opening yourself up to your intuition, your inner being, your source energy, your soul, genius, whatever you want to call it. It's just opening yourself up from the 5% of our consciousness that we're currently living out of 99% of the time to those moments of inspiration or aha that just kind of come to us out of nowhere. And then we go, oh my gosh, how did I possibly say that well? Or where did that idea come from? It just fell out of the sky or came to me in the shower or came to me in a dream. Those types of experiences are quote unquote channeling. It's opening up our left brain consciousness, our rational mind, and it's taking a leap beyond that and opening up to potentially the right brain or our inner being intuition. I'm not exactly sure where and how this kind of information comes through, but I am guessing that you've had an experience, whether it was in sports or music or in speaking or in your career, where you go, oh my goodness, I do not know where that came from. That idea is channeling. And you can also think about people in the world, for example, prodigies or geniuses that were far ahead of their time or far beyond the skills of other people at their sport or their craft or their industry. Those people were likely channeling. They were opening that connection from themselves to their greater source intuition or something even beyond that, which I'll get to in trans channeling. 
So the idea is that most of our society and especially our education system truly in an industrialized way focus on us learning and regurgitating information rather than opening that channel, opening that connection to this deeper part of ourselves to pull new and groundbreaking information into the world. I've read it recently described as if the 5%, our regular consciousness, the stuff we're living out of 99% of the time, most of the time we're not listening to our intuition and living directly from that source of information. We're usually living from the ego or that beta wave brain state that's in our generally, you know, just living life state. That side of us, we think people are coming to these great leaps and conclusions or these great experiences of technology or future or growth and ideation. But really, those people, if you go back and study, the Gaudis, the Einsteins, the Leonardo da Vinci's, these people, Michelangelo, were not necessarily coming from the same place as other people at their time or even as we look at it now. Even you could say even great athletes like Michael Jordan, perhaps they have found this quote-unquote flow state that puts them into this connection with a a resource or a source of information that's far greater than quote unquote themselves in their regular state. So I, of course, have been writing to my intuition for many, many years, as many listening to this have as well. I would actually call that a form of channeling. Now, when it comes to trance channeling, that's an even more specific subset. So trance channeling is where someone gets into, for example, with Abraham Hicks and Esther Hicks, a meditative trance-like state so that their brain can receive the information from another source that's other than I suppose what we could call our intuition or our inner being. Now, I am not trying to get too far into the details about that kind of stuff because the truth is I don't really know what's really going on with the non-physical, right? Abraham calls himself a group of non-physical entities. You can think that's super weird or super cool. Either way, I've felt always about it over time. But what I cannot deny is that the information and the quality of that content, when it feels channeled, or even going to Barcelona and seeing the architecture of Gaudi, especially for his time, to see the inspiration, the consciousness that created it, and the point of view that it holds, it's so groundbreaking compared to everybody else living in the 5% brainwave state that we're all typically living in most of the time. That to me is fascinating. So regardless of whether Bashar is really an alien that's 37 years into the future, or if Abraham is a group of non-physical entities, all I can tell you is the more that I have exposed myself to channeled works, and specifically like today's episode, we'll talk about channeled books, I can tell you I'm preferring personally more and more and more this level of quality information. It's the difference between someone coming up with a new form of architecture or reading someone's book that's just kind of regurgitating the same types of bricks and the same types of architecture that have already been built before. It's the difference between regurgitation and imagination. So when I find a book that to me feels channeled, now it could be trans-channeled like Abraham Hicks, or it could be channeled in a way that is not a different entity than the person receiving it. It could be someone that found a way to connect to their own source, their own inner being, or some type of genius that didn't have a quote-unquote different name, but does have that quality of consciousness. It's so far beyond the 5% that I find myself compelled to write down 
page after page after page of text that calls to me, that begs me personally at least, as you guys may have seen on Instagram, if you follow my Instagram stories, to write this stuff down, to really try to incorporate these quality thoughts and levels of information into my mind, into my cells, into my way of thinking as deeply as possible. So what I found over this year is that as I have been drawn and flowed into more and more channeled work, I feel less and less interested in reading books that are non-channeled content. So it doesn't mean there's anything wrong with non-channeled content. I just generally find that the non-channeled content is at the general consciousness of a lot of society. Not all society. Obviously, there are groundbreaking thought leaders like Esther Perel. What am I going to say that she's channeling? Maybe not, but I definitely think she's leading edge in many ways. But there's just something special about the books I'm going to share with you today that have truly, like I said, compelled me to write them down in my notebooks, page after page after page, just because I simply want to enjoy marinating in these words and concepts and ideas as much as possible. So if any of these call out to you, I hope you check them out. And otherwise, just kind of keep your eye out. See if you start to notice when you can sense someone is in a flow state. They're in this state of connection to something that's greater than themselves, quote unquote, in their regular daily life, if that makes sense. So first of all, of course, I've mentioned this book probably the most on the show at this point. It is The Law of Attraction by Abraham Hicks. Now, I'm going to reference the audible version because what I love about this is that it is actually a recording of Esther's first recordings with Abraham that were ever shared live. So I love it because it's not really a book. It's a series of speeches outlining the law of attraction via Abraham Hicks. And I just love it so much. And because it is an audible and it is considered a book, even though I really wouldn't recommend reading the text, I would recommend listening to it because of the fact that they are able to give you so much energy, just just so much power in listening to that channeled voice that I would never go read the text version personally. So I'm going to highly recommend checking that one out as an Audible download. And if you want, I believe the code for our old sponsorship might still work. So you could go to audible.com slash lively and get it for free if you're interested. But of course, if you already have the account, you can go download it right away. Next up, my number two book is one that's not trans-channeled. In fact, the rest of the books I'm going to share with you are not, besides one of them, quote unquote, a channeled entity or a trans-channeled piece of work. However, as I say that, this one is specifically The Seed of the Soul by Gary Zukav, I'm 99% sure was channel. Now, what that means is that he received the words to write, but he's not quoting it as like, this is Bashar, this is Abraham, or this is someone named Joe. He's not giving some other entity credit for it. It's simply what he's saying is that he received this information and wrote it down, but it's still under his name, and he's not going out there on the road doing people in the hot seat and answering questions and doing all that kind of stuff. He's not doing that. But The Seed of the Soul is the book that Oprah recommends over and over and over again in all of her interviews. And I picked it up because of Oprah's recommendations so many times while I was in college, but then decided to reread it 
in January this year, and I was bowled over. It was as if I had never read it before. This was one of those books where I was like, I did not get a fraction of this information the first time I read it, but I'm so glad that I picked it up again and reread it to understand and absorb so much of the wisdom that totally went over my head at the time that I read it when I was younger. So I highly recommend this one if you are interested in energy consciousness and all of the stuff we've been talking about in season four. It is truly incredible and I truly understand why Oprah recommends it so much. Now for number three, this is the Master Key System, which you've probably heard me talk a lot about here on season four of The Lively Show as well, by Charles F. Hannell. Now, if you look up Charles F. Hannell, this book is very obscure, and there's very, very little written about Charles F. Hannell himself. However, I do like the fun fact that he was born in Ann Arbor, Michigan, where I just lived in Michigan and went to college as well. And I spent about 25 minutes, fun fact, looking up whether or not I lived in his house he was born in. There was no way to figure out exactly where, online at least. So I have no idea where I was in relation to Charles' birthplace. However, reading the Master Key System, what struck strikes me is how direct the information is and how powerful, and it was written a hundred years ago, to think about the level of consciousness, the directness, the non-apologetic nature of it. It just lays out point by point by point what it has to share, and it's so powerful and gives so much information. I remember one friend saying, this is the book that all other books have been built upon. So it's really powerful. If you haven't read it yet, I would highly recommend it. It's one of those books like The Seat of the Soul that I wrote down almost word for word in so many notebooks and enjoyed and savored each and every concept. So definitely check that out if that is appealing to you. And then book number four is the book I'm actually reading right now. It's called Reality Transurfing Steps One Through Five by Vadim Zaland. Now, I don't even know what the what the what this book really is. I went on a date in Sydney in March and this guy that I went on the date with learned about what I was interested in and he recommended this book. Now, I downloaded a sample of it on my Kindle account and I did not go back to it until very recently. In fact, until the Abraham Hicks cruise. While I was on the boat, I was getting kind of bored with the book that I was reading at the time. And as I was getting bored, I remembered Abraham mentioning that if you don't feel excitement for something, it's a sign that your inner being is calling you towards something new. So I decided instead of trying to power through the book, whatever it was that I was reading, I, while sitting on the bathroom in the cruise ship, got this idea, this this cover of this random book I downloaded so many months ago came into my mind, so I went and started reading it. And oh my goodness, am I glad that I came back to it. This book I also believe is channeled. There is a level of quality and understanding that just seems far beyond and a little bit out there at times compared to normal books. And it's epically long. This is a 26-hour book, I believe, but as I write down page after page, of course, this is probably going to be a 50-hour book for me. And on that note, it's totally up to everyone how you approach reading. I know some people like to read a lot of books and go through a certain number per year versus uh, not, or just reading might feel, you know, might want to go through as many as possible I've been going as deep as possible this year. I've been trying to milk them as if they were deep, incredible pieces of chocolate that I want to savor every note and nuance. So rather than churning and burning through them, that's why I love highlighting. That's why I love writing them down. And 
it's really fun because the shift I've made personally is instead of looking at the quantity of information I can consume, I look at the quality with which I'm able to integrate it into my life. And for me, the reason I like writing it down is because I was, as I was reading The Seed of a Soul, thinking, how can I learn this information as deeply as possible? Not just learn it and read it and go, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's entertaining. It's fun to do. It makes me in alignment while I do it. But how can I really integrate it into my brain so that it fundamentally changes how I think and how I lead my life going forward? Well, the writing down kind of came to me as a note-taking process you do when you're in school. So that's the reason I do that. And like I said, this is a book that would be super long, but I just love savoring it so much that I don't even care how long it takes because the content itself is so captivating to me as I read it. But this is one of the really far out there ones. So if I were you and I was just getting started with this stuff, I would start with Seed of the Soul and Abraham Hicks, then maybe move on to the Master Key System and if all of that floats your boat, then I would go to reality transurfing. I would not start there. But I would say if you've already done the other ones, this one might be a stretch for you, but it might be something you enjoy as well. Now up to number five, this one might surprise you. But again, we have to remember channel works are opening ourselves up to basically the information of the subconscious, if you want. I like to think of personally like the subconscious, which is that 95% of our mind that's not in the 5% consciousness. I like to think of it as like a tube or a connection, a walkie-talkie to the inner being intuition or source of all of this other information. I wouldn't say that I believe that our subconscious has all of this, I think it's more the receiving mechanism. It's more of the the connection to that deeper part of ourselves. And again, I don't know if this is all scientifically proven. It's just thinking about this in my mind. How could this work from all the stuff I've been reading? It seems to be that the subconscious or this other part of ourselves when we get out of our 5% consciousness state is receiving this information. Now, what I'm going to say is the power of now by Eckhart Tolle is number five. Now you might not think, like Eckhart's not obviously Abraham Hicks. He's not saying that there's any channeled source of information that he's getting. However, since he's not living from his 5% ego, I would suggest, I would put to the table that Eckhart Tolle is connecting like Gary Zukov to an energy, to an awareness, to a point of consciousness that's so far beyond the 5% consciousness we typically live in. So it may not be the most deeply trans-channeled work ever. However, because it's so far beyond the ego's perception of reality, I really, even though it might be a little bit of a stretch to put in this category, would include it here and would say it's maybe the lightest trans-channel book, but because of his experience with what we quote-unquote typically would consider enlightenment, I would put him in this category as well, although I understand that he's going to be maybe a little bit more of a stretch for some people that are thinking channeling equals Eckhart or channeling equals Bashar. Now let's move on to number six, The Power of the Subconscious Mind with Joseph Murphy. This is an older book like The Master Key System, and I would say it, again, totally may not be trans-channeled or not be completely channeled, but the level and quality of the information is really powerful, is very high vibe, and is very high consciousness. So 
I enjoyed it as if it was a channel book, even if it wasn't. So if the subconscious is something you're interested in, feel free to check that out along with the master key system. If you had to choose between both, I would go master key system first. And if you really wanna dive more into the subconscious because the master key system will give you some highlights there, then go deeper with Joseph Murphy. And then number seven, last but not least, is Conversations with God, which is Neil Donald Walsh. I have a feeling many people might ask me if I'm gonna include that one on the list, so I wanted to throw this one in here. Now, after all of the many, many hours I've listened to Abraham and other sources of channeled work around this idea of conversations with source energy, or God, I guess, in this case, I personally didn't resonate the most with Conversations with God. However, it's totally a channeled book and is something that is very powerful and might be a great favorite for many people out there. So I wanted to mention it included. However, it's definitely my last on this general list of my very favorites. So going back into recap, there's a Law of Attraction by Abraham Hicks, number one. Number two is Seat of the Soul with Gary Zukov, especially if you're not into like entities channeling. Gary's a great place to start. Or The Power of Now at number five with Eckhart Tolle. Then of course, there's The Master Key System by Charles F. Hanel. Reality Transurfing Steps 1 through 5. That one's the most out there woo-woo one, so save that one for last. And then we've got The Power of Subconscious Mind and Conversations with God. So there you have it. If you want to check those out, I hope you enjoy them and see, or just give yourself a taste of a book like this. See what it feels like compared to the other books you've read and see if it resonates at this level with you, or maybe it's not something you're interested in. Either way, it's something new to try, and I hope you enjoy it. If you want to find me on Instagram, Snapchat, or Twitter, you can do so over at Jess C, as in Cappuccino Lively. And for show notes for today's episode, head over to JessLively.com slash channeled books. Before I share where I'm headed to next, I'd like to talk about today's other sponsor, squarespace.com. If you are someone that is going to start a business or a blog or you need an invitation RSVP site, you name it, Squarespace is a beautiful place to go get wonderfully created, beautiful templates that if you have the right photos in, you can make an incredible website in a snap. If you want to try it, you can get a free trial when you're ready to launch by using the offer code LIVELY to get 10% off of your purchase of the website or domain. So head over to squarespace.com and use that code LIVELY to get 10% off of your purchase. I hope you love it. We've used Squarespace for many sites on Team Lively over the years, and we always love how easy it is for everybody to get on board and get something up that's easy, beautiful, and everybody can work on all at the same time. Now for where I'm headed to next. I honestly don't know where I'm gonna go next. I have a place to stay until Monday when the conference at Summit ends, but after that, I have no idea. I'm literally gonna say what flows next, but until next week where I'll share, of course, where I'm going to next, I hope you have a wonderful week and may something wonderful happen to you today. 